revival that we want to see in the end days will involve a church understanding their biblical roots in the Torah, in the prophets, in the Ketuvim, the letters, the Tanakh, and that the first century church, that was where they put their faith in Yeshua based on the word. And But over the centuries and, and even in the last short period of time, there's just been this movement to separate us from our biblical roots. It's kind of like cutting off a tree, a beautiful tree, and kind of setting it in the corner and putting all kinds of decorations on it. But the root's been left over here. And so God wants to bring us back to that. And But today, I, and I want to get into that, but today I just feel like God wants us to do something else. And, um, first of all, I do want to make an announcement that I didn't make earlier, that the tomorrow is the Colorado Women's Messianic, Colorado Messianic Women's Fellowship. Tomorrow at 1 p.m. at Colbell Library. All the ladies, all the ladies are invited. And, and that's usually a good turnout from, from all over the state coming to that. It's a good time to worship and, and praise and just enjoy fellowship with one another. And there's going to be a surprise guest um, speaker and there's also a gift, a surprise gift for everybody, all the ladies who come. So come on out to that. Any questions, just talk to Millie about that. Um, I want to do some things today. You know, um, but first I want to invite Brian Sanders up here and some of us know Brian. He's 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 a frequent visitor here, and um, he's become a good friend. God has put something on his heart. And some of you have heard, but I want him to just share. But I also want us to pray for him. And then I I feel like God is wanting us to pray for certain people here today. And the reason why I'm changing things is because I I have I don't get too many dreams where I don't remember them. Maybe because I'm getting old, I don't remember my dreams too well. But I had a dream this morning, and it just um, it was just before I woke up, and and it was actually a good dream. But it, but I was I was just praying for people, and and then the alarm went off. You, ever, you know, I'm praying for people, and this is going well, and then and so I got up and said, "Okay, Lord, I don't know what this all means, but um, we're going to be doing that too." So. But Brian, tell us a little bit about what's what God put on your heart and, and where it's at right now. Well, thank you, Stu. My name is Brian Sanders. Uh, about five years ago, uh, about five six years ago, like many in the church, um, I started. I really didn't know much about my Judeo uh, Judeo Christian roots, and uh, about five six years ago, Lord put my heart to dig deeper. And for about the twenty seven years of being saved and pretty much hitting the gamut of all the churches I've been to, non-denominationals, Baptist, Pentecostal, Charismatic. I never once heard a teaching on Israel. Doesn't that strike you as odd? I mean, this is where the foundation of our faith began. And I kind of wondered why that is. In sermons, we would hear plenty of times of our, um, you know, the church fathers, you know, or the great theologians. And I wondered why have we ever not taught or talked about uh, where the foundation or our heritage, where it began. Because, you know, if we look into the word in scripture, God's full redemption plan is not just for us, but it involves Israel. 
It involves the Jewish people. I never heard a teaching on what it was, uh, to hear the teaching on to be grafted in. And I started wondering and asking the Lord, digging deep. And about five years ago, I had my first, I celebrated my first Sukkot, uh, Feast of Tabernacles at my house. And uh, I started even inquiring with some of my friends that were there and talked to pastors at a church I went to and wondered, why don't we talk much more or learn more about Israel and uh, us being grafted into this olive tree? And so I've been in TV for about 25 years, and the Lord gave me a visual of a film. I said, that's a great idea. He's like, I want you to do it. Almost a Nineveh moment. Are you sure you got the right person? Because biblically, geopolitically, and historically, I probably wasn't that person. I mean, I knew about my Savior, Yeshua, Jesus. But to go deep and to do a film on Israel, I thought there's got to be a lot better people, more knowledgeable than me. So after wrestling for a while, the Lord put it on my heart made it clear, abundantly clear, that I was supposed to do this film called Why Stand With Israel. So he showed me that this would be part one of several films, and this first one's called A Film to Change Hearts. And the premise of it is to remind the global church of its biblical responsibility to stand with Israel. And uh, I just, in this hour, in this season, I think the Lord is doing a shaking in the church. You're probably seeing more churches get involved, even traveling to Israel, wanted to know more about their Judeo-Christian uh, roots, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Like many in the church, I was, this might come across a little crass, I was biblically illiterate when it came to Israel. I must have read the, the whole Bible, the whole word many times over, but there was a disconnect even for me. But when the Lord revealed his truth to me, I, I was, I said, I got to share this. How can I do this? Lord, there's got to be a lane, an avenue that we can get this teaching or the truth in the church that's just not being taught. And so I saw this vision of a film, and I thought, this, this is ideal, this is perfect. And so he said, uh, I'll be your teacher, and I will guide you, I will lead you. And so we've been working on this film for the last four years. Been to Israel many times. Uh, God blessed me with some many, I guess you could say, experts or uh, teachers of the word. Uh, I have these flyers here plenty to pass out. You'll see who's in our film. And even gives a brief description on the back what the film is about. Uh, my hope and my prayer is that the church, who is our target audience, a lot of people think it's the Jewish people in the nation of Israel, but it's called the film to change hearts for a reason. And better yet, more so to inspire and educate the global church, to get back to even what uh, the Lord put on Stu's heart, to get back to our biblical roots. And that includes Israel. And so I think in this hour, and I know it's my prayer that the church will eradicate all replacement theology. We did not replace the Jewish people in the nation of Israel. God is not a man that should lie or change his mind, as it says in Numbers 23, 19. So why do we have, or why do we have the audacity to, to twist his word and change his word? Satan does a really good job of doing that. But we who are called his people, that have been grafted in, if anyone should have the Jewish people in the nation of Israel's back, it's us. We're family. We're grafted in with them. And so that's my heart, that the church would eradicate this replacement theology, repent for its long history of anti-Semitism in the church, the persecution in the church of the Jewish people and the nation of Israel. Um, I know it does take a couple more minutes. I mean, I, I know I can ramble on for a while, but I just want to thank Stu and Millie for allowing me this opportunity. And really, it's... Um, God really wants the church to get back on board. You know, 
being grafted into this nation of Israel, support the Jewish people. I mean, we have a lot to be thankful. Romans 15, 27 says, for as much as we're thankful for the spiritual blessings that the Jewish people gave us in bringing us the word of God, we owe it to them to bless them materially. And how can we do that? We can do that with our gifts, our talents, our tithes, our blessings. So um, just want to encourage you and appreciate uh, any prayers for our film. And, and just think of our, our, our church brothers and sisters that, you know, some of them have, have, have grasped this truth, uh, and some are still learning. Some are still on a journey. But, you know, God really wants his church, his bride, this whole grafting in to be complete. And we need to just share the truth of what God says in his word. So thank you for your time, and God bless you. Stay up here, bro. Um, you know, when you were saying, you, you know, when the Lord first gave you this vision, five, six years ago, and he said, you know, and you said, I wasn't qualified, and the Lord just dropped it, and he said, yeah, you weren't the most qualified to do it, but you were available, and he anointed you to do it. It's always those, there's always somebody out there more qualified to do it, and, but God has given you the project, and we all know that if God has given you anything to do with the Jewish world, it's going to be really easy work. No opposition, smooth as buttermilk, no problems at all, right? And, well, unfortunately, that's never, never the situation. And you've run into some resistance in coming up with this, in, in producing this film, right? Uh, there's a few, yes. Yeah, a yeah. And um, I just want us to pray for Brian and for this project, because I really believe, and this is, this is our passion, is that one of that the church would wake up, have a revelation of their role to play in these end days? Romans 11 speaks very clearly about the being grafted in, not to become arrogant toward the, the branches, and, 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 and that's what's happened. And it's, it's out of biblical ignorance, and there's nothing crass about that. Much of the church is biblically ignorant about God's covenant purposes because they don't understand covenant. And we can look around at all the things that are going on in the world today and know that God is doing this. You know, you, okay, we've talked about Iran, and you guys know that Iran is in turmoil right now, and that is God's purpose for it to be in... There, Iran has a last days plan in God's plans, okay? And so does Iraq, and so does Syria. All of these nations do. And so I want us to stand together, and I want us to pray for favor and for breakthrough. And because when, when you're receiving, when, when you got a project that you know it's of the Lord and, and, um, and the resistance comes, there's time, and it affects you personally and also your family and so I just want to pray over Brian and if anybody feels that they have a, a prayer or a, a word or a, some encouragement to give to Brian um, just just let me know by, by showing me but Father we want to just pray for our brother Lord and Lord you have given this project to him Lord it's not something that's out of his own imaginations Lord this is from you Lord you are doing a Romans 11 now in this day, in this age. And Father, I pray for the 
um, just the, the encouragement for my brother. Lord, who's, we don't need to get into the details of what's happened, but, but Lord, just the encouragement that he needs to persevere, to go another day. Father, I pray protection upon over his family, his children, Lord God, because we know when the attack comes on us, it comes on everyone. So, Father, I just pray over him. I pray, God, just divine favor, Lord God. And, Lord, that this would be a, a, a season, Lord, even at this end of the year, for breakthrough, Lord God, that even in the next days, Lord, that the, he would sense breakthrough has come. Breakthrough has come. So, Father, I just pray and release those things over, over Brian and Yeshua's name. And if there's anybody right now that has a prayer that would like to, to speak over Brian in this project. Why stand with Israel? Lord, I keep hearing the word acceleration. So, Lord, I just pray for an acceleration for this project. In your time, in your way, Lord, he said it's been going four years, and, Lord, five is uh, grace. So I pray acceleration for him and a release of your grace into this project. Lord, an acceleration of people, an acceleration of provision, an acceleration of time. Let um, time just uh, encapsulate, Lord. And um, I just pray you'd bring others around him that are needed to complete this project and let it be a blessing. I pray, Father, as people um, see this film, Lord, that their eyes would be opened. Lord God, we know that you've blinded uh, the Jewish people partially, but you've also, there's also a partial blinding on the church, and we pray that this film will open their eyes uh, so that they could see, Lord, where the deceptions have been. And Lord, I just pray blessing, blessing, blessing upon Brian and the whole project as he goes forth this day. Stu was praying, I just got a, a real vision of, of cracking the heavens, uh, it disrupting quite a bit, and the disruption were boulders that you were utilizing to further and strengthen and, and have that acceleration that was spoken about. I, I too want to confirm that. I mean, I just see that the the favor is coming. That the Lord's scepter is, is the King is pointing His scepter to you, and the favor is coming. And He wants you to have boldness to ask for what you need. And He wants you to get people around you to pray. So. heard a saying a long time ago and I don't know who wrote it and it was before I knew anything about my roots and stuff and it said Judaism needs no explanation for its existence whereas Christianity cannot be explained without the existence of Judaism and I thought that was profound it's good
pray a protection around Brian and his entire team. He shared with me last time I was, I was talking to him that one of his, his partners on this project has renounced our master. So I know this is of God because, because the enemy is coming against him. So I just ask that our Father protects you and your entire team and brings your partner back into her faith restores her. Amen. Amen. Just some of the folks that are endorsing this project. Um, Michelle Bachman, former U.S. Congresswoman. Sid Roth, founder and host of It's Supernatural. Jonathan Burness, Jewish Voice Ministries. Some of these names I can't read because of the labels. Uh, we got Chris Mitchell, the uh, bureau chief for CBN uh, Middle East Television. Uh, Jim Garlow and Rosemary Schindler Garlow, who's, I believe she's the, the great niece of um, Oscar Schindler. Arian Bramowitz from uh, Land of Israel Network. Uh, Michael Oren, the deputy diplomacy minister in the Knesset. We have um, David Barton, Dr. Michael Brown, Paul Wilbur. <laughs> Gilad Rosinger from Radiant Group. We have uh, Wayne Hillsden from Firm or King of Kings. Uh, we also have Matt Staver for Christians in Defense of Israel. Um, Rebecca Chavez, who's also in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I can't think of the name of a church, but they love Israel. And she has a ministry called Alliance of Think um, of Christian Women for Israel. Uh, I can give you that information. Um, but uh, I just want to share, this is not a film to bash or point fingers at the church, but unfortunately, we'll ruffle feathers. We're going to get into what the church has done in its long history of persecution and anti-Semitism uh, in their history, uh, the replacement theology teaching that is still prevalent today. I've been to churches and I'm hearing replacement theology and that's nothing, that we've replaced them. We're the new Israel. They've been forgotten because they've been stiff-necked. And I, I constantly hear this all the time from, unfortunately, I hear from pastors that say, this is not our lane. This is not what we're called to do. You know, God is not a respecter of persons. He doesn't love the Jewish people more than he loves us. And I say, well, it's scripture that he is not a respecter of persons. However, he is a sovereign God. And he made an everlasting eternal covenant with the Jewish people and the land as well. He made a covenant with both. And he can't go against his word. He's not a man that should lie or change his mind. It is a covenant-honoring father. And that's what he is and who he is. And so it's my heart to remind them, remind the church that we're, and, and us to be, to provoke the Jewish people to jealousy, to, to share that we've been grafted in their family to us. They're our brothers and sisters, whether they know it or not. You know, it's, um, and we talked about the one new man. About six years ago, that was a foreign language, a foreign teaching to me. And for all the years I've been saved, I've never heard this scripture on Ephesians 2.15 to what the new man is. If you want to know God's full redemption plan for the church, his full redemption plan for all mankind, well, it involves Israel. It involves the natural branches of the olive tree, the Jewish people. We are the wild branches that have been grafted in. And that's what the one new man is all about. 
Jew and Gentile coming together. And you would think that the church, the evangelical church, that loves to hear about the next revival, the next great awakening, here's an opportunity for them, for us to be praying for them, that their eyes would be opened. You want to see the next great awakening, the next great revival, second to Jesus coming back? Well, that could happen when we reach out to our Jewish brothers and sisters and see this one new man come to be, come to, come to happen in our lifetime. We, we can do that. We can just keep praying. God's timing is perfect, but we have a role to play. It's not just to be sitting on the sidelines. We're here to share the truth of God's word. And, you know, unfortunately, not all of the truth is being taught in the church. And again, I'm not here to bash, but we're here to remind the global church of its biblical responsibility to stand with Israel. And it's so clear in God's word and the word he's given in his Torah and his Tanakh of how much he loves his, his people and his land and that we're called to provoke them to jealousy. So keep praying, and I, I appreciate your prayers for our film. And like uh, Stu said and Aaron said, um, there's been many attacks. Uh, Aaron was right. I shared with him about a month ago when Doug Hershey came to Colorado Springs and here as well. Uh, my co-writer, producer, renounced Yeshua. That was like a bomb dropped on my lap. We worked on another film called The Hager Jerusalem, and we co-wrote this film. And when I heard that, I felt like my insides were turned inside out and uh, a shot below the belt for a person that really loved the Lord and even wrote in the, 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 one of the final, uh, toward the end of our film, we talk about Yeshua and how we can exhort the church. What can you do, do with your gifts and talents? And it just blew me away. And so if you can be praying for her, I would appreciate that. We've had other attacks. Um, my computer that's working on the film has crashed, and uh, other things have just been happening. Attacks on our family, attacks on finances, attacks on you name it. You know, the Lord, the enemy does not want this film to go out. But I, I'm aware of his tactics, as all of us are that are in ministry. You know, this shouldn't come as a surprise. Even Yeshua even told us that. You will have trials. You will have tribulations. But as Stu said before, we got to keep our eyes fixed on the prize to run that race. Because I remember distinctly in his word, he says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I'm a visual guy. When I see a yoke, I think of two oxen together. And the weaker one's being carried by the stronger one. And that is our rock. That is Yeshua. So even through these attacks that you may be going through in life, remember the stronger one, the rock, Yeshua, is carrying you along. Nothing is impossible with him and for him. So thank you for your time, and God bless you. Thanks. And, and if... If anybody wants to give to the ministry, um, how would they, if they want to write a check, I stand with Israel, or how do they, or? And you've got brochures back there saying, great, great. You can be seated, and this is so so relevant for today. This is the scripture that the Lord has been kind of having me in this last week. <clears throat> it goes right along with what we've been talking about this morning. This is in Acts chapter 3, verse, starting in verse 17. I'm not going to preach my message, so don't worry about it. Okay, just hang in there. <clears throat> Acts three seventeen. Now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance just as your leaders did. And give you a little bit of a context of what's going on here is this is shortly after um, Shavuot and um, 
There's miracles, there's healings, there's deliverances, there's salvations. The, the church, the ecclesia is just bursting at the seams, growing by leaps and bounds, but there's also a great persecution is, 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 is breaking out against, against the church. And um, Peter was just released miraculously, miraculously from, from prison. And, and um, well, actually, that's later on. But anyways, Peter and John, and see, there is a movement today. And this is the reason why I want to read this, because the movement basically is saying pe- people like Peter and John and, and Shaul, Paul, unhitched themselves from the Jewish scriptures. You've heard that. I've shared that before. There's well-known ministries. I won't mention any names. There are well-known ministries that basically says that the New Testament writers, the apostles, unhitched themselves from the Jewish scriptures. And I'm like, where does this Michigas come from? Where does that where does this lie come from? Well, we know where it comes from. It comes from the pit of hell. But there are well-meaning, I should say, seemingly well-meaning people. There are leaders in the body of Messiah who are spouting this stuff. But let me read to you what Peter is saying here. He says, Now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance just as your leaders did, but what God foretold through the mouth of all of his prophets. What is Peter doing there? He's recounting the prophets. He's not coming up with a new theology, new doctrine. He's recounting what the prophets said. That his Messiah was to suffer, so he has fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and return, so your sins might be blotted out. So times of relief might come from the presence of Adonai, and he might send Yeshua, the Messiah appointed for you. Verse 21, heaven must receive him until the time of the restoration of all the things that God spoke about long ago through the mouths of his holy prophets. Moses said, who's Moses? Now, where is he coming from? Okay. Moses said, Adonai, your God will raise up for you a prophet like me among your brothers. Hear and obey him in all that he shall say to you. And it shall be that every soul that will not listen to that prophet shall be completely cut off from the people. Indeed, all the prophets, here we go again, all the prophets who had spoken from Samuel Samuel on have announced these days, you are the son of the prophets and also the covenant that God cut with your fathers, saying to Abraham and your seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God raised up his servant. And sent him first to you to bless you all by turning each of you from your wicked ways. And so this is what I want to talk about is how all through the scriptures, all through the scriptures, what the early church bases faith on was Yeshua prophesied from the prophets, from the Torah. That's what they based their faith on. It wasn't something new. It wasn't a change. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And this is what we want to talk about. When we get that in our kishkas, when we get that truth in us, and whenever we share with somebody, you know, you could probably talk to somebody about things of the scriptures and find out within five minutes where they're coming from as far as the understanding of the Old Testament scriptures. It doesn't take long to understand. And God wants us to be that bridge 
to the church so that they can get revelation. I was in replacement. As a Jew, I was in replacement theology for a lot of years, believe it or not. I just really, I just assume, well, I guess the Jews blew it. And so the church, they're the new Israel. I believe that. And I thought, well, how can, <laughs> if Israel blew it, the church hasn't blown it? I mean, come on. See, yeah, yeah, Luke. What's that? Yeah. Wow. We need to understand what the scriptures say in that basically it's laid out in the Torah and the Tanakh. When I say the Tanakh, I'm talking about the Torah and the Nabaim, the prophets, and the Ketuvim, the, 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 the writings. It's all laid out and it all points to Yeshua. And so that's what we want to be talking about. So um, there's a lot. There's a lot that God wants to, to do and, and, and to, to really end this time of ignorance of his word. His word is, Yeshua calls himself the bread of life that come down from heaven. And he, the word is so powerful. And I remember the first time that I had a visual of, of the power of his word. I was with my cousin who was not a believer. He's Jewish. And he's not a believer. And I was, we were with him and his wife. And we were talking about things. And somehow they were involved in all kinds of cultic things. And we and the, and the topic kind of came to God. This is years ago. And I said, you know, all through the scriptures, it says God is, is the way to live. He provides us a way to live. He's the truth. And, and God is, 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 is the life. And, and then I said, I didn't know him as Yeshua then, but I said, and Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And as soon as I said those words, my cousin flew, and his wife flew back in their seats, literally. They flung back in their seats. And you can see something happen to them. And they got really upset with me. And I'm like, you see, there is power. There is power in the word. There really is. And there was a, and I was, Millie and I were caught surprised, like, whoa, what happened? Did a wind come through the house to blow them back in there? And it was just me saying those words. You know, Jesus is the fulfillment. Yeshua is the fulfillment of the scriptures. And when we start proclaiming that in our evangelism, we think we can't share the gospel. We think of the gospel as a New Testament thing. And yet, what were they sharing? They were sharing the gospel of the kingdom from the, from the scriptures, from the Old Testament scriptures. Powerful. Powerful. So that's where we're going to be going in the next weeks. Amen? All right. All right. So before we close this, this, this morning, our service, and, and um, I just want to know, is there anybody who, who really just, they need some prayer this morning? And I want us to, you know, I want to, God didn't give me that dream for nothing. So if there's somebody here who just, you know, maybe, maybe the Lord has been speaking to you about being launched into, as we prayed for, for Jason, you know, he's, got a, he's, he's moving into a new position, a new mantle, a new role. If there's anybody here that really needs prayer or God's, God's speaking to you and you just want us to agree in prayer with you, I just don't want to miss this opportunity. Okay? We're all good? I mean, why don't we all stand together? Hallelujah. Kind of a different day, kind of a different service. Got quiet here all of a sudden.
What'd you say? Change is good. You know, I need to speak that out in faith. Change is good because I'm not one who enjoys change. And I don't know. There's been a lot of change coming to my life lately. Anybody else can identify like there's a lot of change? How many sense, how many of you sense that you may not know what you're being changed, what the change is, but you sense that we're in a season of change? Okay. Well, Father, I just pray for each and every one of us, Lord, that, that as Millie shared, our ears would be in tune to what your Ruach HaKodesh your Holy Spirit is saying to us, Lord, Lord, there's your call. You have a call on each and every one of us. Okay. Michael, yeah. you want to share anything or no, just, 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 okay. Just all right. Father, I just thank you that, um, Lord, all of us are in that place of just saying there's something new coming. And Lord, if it's from you, it is good. And the Lord just wants to say to you and, and Polly, right? Michael to Polly that. And I'm speaking to myself when I say this. Is change is sometimes fearful. But change from the Lord, it's groundbreaking. It's, it's exciting. And it's, it's necessary. And I pray, Father, for the equipping and the revelation for Michael and Polly, Lord, as they enter into this season, Lord, and I think all of us can, can attest to we're going into that new season, but Lord, as, as they go, Father, and sometimes you just show us one little thing, one thing, and, and the Lord says, just, just follow me in this, this one step, and then you take that step, and then he, he opens another door. He shows you something. He gives you more illumination on the next thing before you. And I believe that that's the place where you guys are at. He's calling you. He's take, He's asking you to take a step into that. And there's some fear and trep, trepidation. Um, but his perfect love will cast out that fear when you just say, I surrender to you, Lord. I don't understand. I don't even know it all. But Lord, I'm going to follow you in obedience on that. And then when you take that step, God's going to, he's going to show you more. And that's the way he does this. So, Father, I just pray over Michael and Polly for that journey that you've got them on. Bless them, Lord God. Encourage them, Lord God. And I pray, Father, that you would bring folks, you would bring people alongside them to walk them through these times. These open doors, Hashem Yeshua, in Jesus' name. Lord, I sense that they've been digging and digging and digging, whether it's in prayer or um, in efforts, but they've been digging. And Lord, I just uh, ask, Father, that you would show them the treasure, the treasures that are hidden under all the dirt, the treasures that are hidden in the darkness, that you would come with the big bulldozers rather than the little shovels that you would come alongside them and help them in this uh, place of where they've been digging and I'm reminded of uh, Corey Tim Boom has a statement that there's no pit that's so deep that God doesn't go deeper still. 
And so, Lord, wherever this need is of help, I just pray that you would come and lift them up to that higher ground and show them the treasures that they need to see. In Yeshua's name. Amen. I'm just reminded of the... Isaac was called to um, dig, redig his father's wells. Three wells specifically. There's actually more, but I had three. And there was names. To, I don't remember the names of those wells. Anybody remember the name? Contention was one of them. But the last one was like encouragement or something like that. So, um, but just find the scriptures. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I just saw the Lord illuminating your path. You know, it says in his word that my word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path. And uh, as I shared before, I'm a visual guy. There's this movie called The Legend of Bagger Vance. And at the very end, Matt Damon had to sink this uh, shot in to win this match, this unprecedented match against these legendary golfers. And before he made that shot and swung that golf club, the path was illuminated. And I saw the Lord illuminating your path. And I just saw, and I heard the scripture, my word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path. So thank you, Father. Bless these dear, precious people in Yeshua's name. Amen. 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 Oh, good service today. Yeah. The presence of the Lord. That's right. Millie reminded me that in that dream, he said people were being healed. So I don't want anybody to leave here today. Um, if there's, if you need healing in your body, God said he will heal. So I want to pray over you. And so I'll, let's do this. I'm going to, I want to end the service with a blessing, but then if you need prayer, I want to pray for you. Um, and Millie and I will anoint you with oil um, for that healing. Amen. Don't, don't leave. Um, I just want to speak a blessing, release it down for the Oneg, and I want to invite you to guests. We have an Oneg, which is a, a light lunch downstairs, and to be part of that. But I want to speak a blessing over the congregation, and then after the service, if we can just those, if, if that's you who, who wants prayer, I just want to, we want to pray for you. Yevrechicha Adonai Bishmarecha Yair Adonai Pana Elecha Vikunecha Yisra Shalom, 
shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord would lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom, his peace, his blessings, his mercies, his presence, his favors, special favors, his, his, his presence over you. B'shem Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen, amen. God bless you. Have a great week. And I, I really want to encourage you, if you need prayer, we want to pray for you. The rest are dismissed to go downstairs, but I want to pray for people.
Thank you.